Welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast with Justin and Trisha Davis. Honest conversations about life, love, and leadership. So welcome. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast with Justin and Trisha Davis. So excited for the last episode of 2022. Woohoo! We are so excited. When we launched our podcast a couple of months ago, Man, it has been so fun hearing the stories. We've gotten text messages, emails, and today we are in episode number nine. You know what? If you have been with us for the last nine episodes, you know that we have gotten real and maybe a little bit too uncomfortably (laughs) real at times. But thank you so much for hanging in there. Thank you for just being a part of this community. And we're excited about this episode because we are closing season number one of the Let's Get Real podcast with something that's super close to our heart that we're really passionate about and we want to have a lot of fun with today. And Trish, you have a special name for what we talk about at the end of every year. It is our Dream Big, our Dream Big podcast. And this is something that we have been doing for years with our kids. And so I just, I'm so excited we get to kind of chat about it on this episode. And our goal is to not only share with you, but hopefully inspire you to dream big as we go into 2023. You know, so often I think we don't um, see the change that we want in our life because we have goals that are unmet or expectations that go unmet or even sometimes unsaid. And so what we hope to do with this episode is take you through a process that we started doing about 12 years ago as a family and our kids went into it kicking and screaming. Yeah, they did. And we have some kids that are phenomenal goal setters. We have other kids that don't wouldn't know a goal if one hit them in the eyes. All right. Right between the eyes, they would, oh, there's a goal. Um, so it doesn't really matter what your stage of life is. It doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't even matter what your marital status is. God has given you purpose and God has placed you in the place, your environment, where you live, the family that you're in for a specific reason. And we want to help unlock maybe a new dream or an expression of a dream that you've had and give you some measurable and attainable ways to see that dream come into fruition in 2023. And uh, we started doing this with our kids, uh, like I said, 12 years ago. I remember it, it did not go well the first couple of years. I remember having a specific argument with one of our kids <laughs> in the middle of Green Hills, uh, Starbucks yeah, in Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so this doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be intentional. Yeah. And so we're going to talk to you about this process that we go we go through between the week between Christmas and New Year's every year, uh, both individually and as a family. And here's why. Proverbs 21.5 says this, good planning and hard work leads to prosperity. Now, it's so easy to think, oh, prosperity, okay, if I work hard and plan, then I'm going to make a lot of bank. It's not really talking about your bank account. It's talking about the fulfillment that you find in life, right? Like, do you have a life of meaning that comes through good planning and hard work. And then I love the the warning that Solomon gives. He says, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. And this, again, is not talking about an overdrawn checking account or you know lack of resources. What this is talking about is an unfulfilled or a, a life that doesn't have any direction. And so our, our prayer and our hope is that we're going to give you some practical tools. We're going to tell you some, some funny stories. <laughs> and we're hopefully going to inspire you to sit down and take some time this year between Christmas and New Year's and dream big for your life and dream big for your marriage and dream big for your family and dream big for your job. If you're a student, dream big for what God might want to do with you in your school and through your academics and allow God to speak to you maybe in a fresh new way. 
Now, you may be listening and going, ah, good for them. Married couple with 2.5 kids and two dogs, whatever. This really isn't about, like, you have to have this specific-looking family unit. It is about community and who you do life with. And what we recognized over the years, even though our kids, some of them were kicking and screaming, is it goes beyond just goal setting. But the goal setting allowed for us to begin a journey together in our little community to then like catch up with one another throughout the rest of the year. And so it became really fun that you felt like you could engage in other people's hopes and dreams that even like when they were like five, you know, I could say, hey, buddy, you remember? And he would be like, no, didn't even think about it. But then we would be able to have like a conversation about it. So one of the ways that we have done this is we, we've kind of altered it here and there, but we found, uh, you may have heard of it, it's called SMART Goals. And I'm not sure exactly who's to credit for it. I know like there was a dude back in the 50s, uh, Peter Drucker, who talked about SMART Goals. And then in the 90s, JT Doran um, mentioned it, but it's an acronym. And the acronym stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Timely. And it's just this way to be able to quantify what oftentimes just feels like a really huge thing. I think sometimes what happens is we focus on how far we have to go and we don't think about how far we have come. And I think it's because we don't have that acronym helps bring definition to what actually success is. And sometimes what success looks like for you as you set goals is different than what it looks like for me. And so if I'm constantly comparing my goals to your goals rather than actually walking through this acronym of what is my specific goals for me? Yeah. Are they attainable and measurable for me? Not for Trish, not for Micah, not for somebody else, but for me specifically. And Micah's so, our oldest son. If you're yeah. like, who's Micah? Why is Micah making the deal? <laughs> but I think the struggle is, okay, where do I begin? And the question that we often ask uh, couples or individuals that we are coaching or just having conversation with is just the simple question. When you find yourself at a place of like quiet or maybe it's in the car and you're just kind of drifting off, where does your mind go? Like, is there something always ruminating in your mind? The same thing over and over again. Maybe it's a a business you want to start. Maybe it is a a health goal that you keep thinking about. Like, I just really wish I could figure out how to get healthy. Like, what ruminates in your heart and mind? And I know for me, for many years, uh, the what has ruminated in my heart and mind is to finish my college degree. And when uh, I went to college originally, my uh, original freshman year was in 1993, which is <laughs> crazy. And 30 years ago almost. Is there, oh my gosh, yes, because we're coming into 2023. This is what's so funny about these goals, because Justin and I used to go, babe, just think of 2015, our kids are going to be, one's going to be graduating. That just seemed like light years, like we were going to be on spaceships and stuff. But anyway, okay. <laughs> but I I really always wanted to graduate from college. But 1993, I met this boy named Justin. And then we got married in 95. And then I had a baby in 96. And then I had another baby in 99. And then we planted a church in 2002. And then I had another baby in 2003. And then in 2005, our, if you've, you know, followed our story, our marriage imploded and this like life kept happening. Well, in that span of 10 years, I think 
was it like four colleges I had attended? At, at least. Yeah. Now, to be fair, this is like 90s, early 2000s where the online experience was not yet curated. So I was just trying to find how I could go to school with all of these children. <laughs> and so I did. I finally found um, a school called IUPUI here in Indianapolis, and they had an online program. And so I had finished my associates really in the middle of our story of like our marriage falling apart. Our and separation, when, yeah. When we got back together and we moved into our home, I will never forget, I answered the door and it was the mail lady. And I can't remember why I didn't want to walk. I think because things were just so messy in our lives that I just the thought about it was overwhelming. Well, she had my degree. And so she hands it to me and I start crying. And my sweet little Isaiah is like three years old. He starts crying because he thinks I'm upset. My older two boys come running down the stairs. They're like, what's going on? I'm like, mommy got her diploma. And so they start cheering and crying and so excited. And then the male lady realizes what I said. She starts crying. It was just like this crazy <laughs> experience. But although that was such a sweet, sweet moment, it was still a um, an unfulfilled dream because I really wanted to get my bachelor's. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is so important, you know, when Trish says be specific and one of the things that she's really good at, she's kind of helped at least me. I, I don't know. I think of A and Z in, in the dreaming process. Like I, I have no problems dreaming big. Sometimes I have difficulty dreaming specific. Mm. And so what Trish has helped with is she's okay, this is what you want to accomplish. Let's, let's be more specific about that. And so that, that S in smart, that specific is there for a purpose. It is first so you can actually define she specifically wanted to get her, wanted to finish her degree. And at first it was her associate's degree because it was all that was attainable at the time. We're going to talk about that in a second. But then the M in smart is measurable. It has to be measurable, right? You, you can't just say, I want to lose weight, right? Like that's not measurable. You have to actually define what that is. Uh, want to have a better marriage, <laughs> okay? Doesn't everybody. Yeah. Let's define how, how, how are you going to measure that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we want to be financially healthy. Oh, okay, that's great. How are you going to measure your financial health? Dr. Henry Cloud says this, actions equals results. And oftentimes I think our inactions equal results, but nothing changes until something changes. Yeah. And so if you want to see measurable changes in your vocation, measurable changes in your spiritual life, measurable changes in your marriage or in your dating life or in friendships, what actions are you going to take? How are you going to measure those specific goals that you have? And, and one of the things that he says that I really like, he says, um, there are two more most important elements to keep you on track when you're measuring goals are this prep time and prioritizing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you. I have a tendency at times to be ready, fire, aim. I'm a strategic thinker. I'm a strategic person. But sometimes, and Trisha, you cannot smile, nod. You can't even say anything during this time. I'm, I'm a little confession. I'm getting real right now. Sometimes I tend to rely on my um, giftedness more than my preparation. You, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> you are, no, it's a compliment. You are freakishly smart. Like you think, even like when we're watching a basketball game, you are about 30 seconds early on calling a foul before the whistle can even go into the ref's mouth. But I think what, what one of the things that I have done and one of the reasons why I haven't always achieved goals is because 
I have compromised prep time and it has kept me from being able to measure mm. progress. And so that preparation time is important because after you're specific and then you begin to think, okay, how am I going to measure this? In order to measure something, you have to prepare, right? Like I'm not a craftsman person at all. I'm not a woodworker, but I know this, the, the, the term measure twice, cut once, right? And so there's a preparation aspect that goes into our execution. And so if you want to have goals that are achievable and that are attainable, they have to be measurable. So you have specific, you have measurable. And I think when you start talking in terms of prep time and prioritizing, it feels very admin heavy. And so if you're not admin, you know, wired, you're like, peace out. Like you lost me on measurable, but it's not like an, an admin like thing that we're like, man, you have got to be prioritized. It, it is, it is more of like taking ownership of what you do with your time. Because the reality is if you don't, other people and other things will. It's just the natural default. 100%. I, I, as you were just talking, I wanted to interrupt, but I didn't. <laughs> um, so I waited until you were done. But I think it's um, stewardship, Yeah. right? Like you're stewarding. And, and, and here's the deal. When Trish said, think of one thing that's ruminating in your mind, like God has given you that dream. God has given you a dream for your vocation. God has given you a dream for your marriage. God has given you a dream for your finances. Like the, God plays, plants those things in our heart, in our souls. And it's our responsibility to steward those. And part of stewarding those is measuring them and planning for them and preparing and prioritizing them. And so that leads to the next letter and the acronym, and that's attainable. Like once you can name it, like here's the specific thing and you can kind of figure out, okay, this is what I want to do. And in order to achieve it, this is what has to happen. And then you slap it up against your life in something that I say all the time to my family. I say it to my staff and they roll their eyes at me until they have to like pull it out of their toolbox of like, oh, I'm so glad I have that is I always say um, season and capacity this. Justin's laughing at me. My staff laughs at me. My family laughs at me. But it's true. When you think of the season of life that you are in, it is this gut check of like, okay, this is my capacity. Like, is this goal attainable? And what happens is when you when you start to talk about, is it attainable? And you're like, yes. Then the next letter in the acronym is R, is it realistic? And like for me, I would have loved to gone back, go back to school, but all of those children that I had, um, then they began to go to a high school that we had to pay for. And then they went to college and it just, it just financially at the time, I couldn't figure out how to make it work. And then as we were kind of dreaming this past year and a lot of loss that we've had, um, because we were doing the hard work of having this conversation Again, like the goal isn't just about having goals, but also walking in community with one another. And I just looked at Justin and I'm like, I think I'm ready. Like our third born was going to school. He got a full ride scholarship. I'm like, it's time for mama to go to school. And so I got specific and I found the school and I began to ask, okay, how long, what kind of program do I need to do that is going to be like measurable? And then is it attainable? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then I'm like, is it realistic? And I think realistic is almost that place where optimism and 
pessimism like kind of clash with each other because you're like okay I've got green lighted in all these areas but now to be realistic we kind of go oh my gosh what if I can't like I've been out of college for like years can I really do this? Well, I think one of the things that's so defeating at times is when you start measuring uh, the attainability and the real, the realistic aspect of your goals through someone else's season or capacity. Like when you start comparing what you feel like God has placed in your heart to what somebody else is achieving on Instagram or what somebody else is posting on Facebook, yeah. it is a self-defeating uh, endeavor. And so you're never going to achieve your goals looking at what is attainable or what is realistic for somebody else. Like you have to do an inventory. Is this attainable for me? Is this realistic for me? Does this fit in with my season or capacity? And if you are married, I, this is a, this is a huge opportunity for you to lean in right now. Or if you're going to get married someday, what might be realistic or attainable for you may not be best for your family. Right. Like, so if you want to be senior vice president and, and head of sales for your company, that is that's a phenomenal goal. And it may be attainable in 2023 for you. It may be realistic in 2023 for you, but it also may take you away from your family four nights a week. And so you're going to have to recognize, OK, even though this is realistic and even though it is attainable, is it healthy? Is it the best? Is this, Does it fit in with my season of life and my capacity? And if it does, that's awesome. If it doesn't then it might not fit in with the timeline that you're actually looking at. It might just be, a, you know, it might, might not be a no. It might just be a not yet. Mm-hmm. And that's what college was for you. Yeah. Right. It wasn't a no. It was just like, no, not right now. Yeah. And you waited for the right time. And now you're Miss 4.0 because you just finished your third class. Whoop, whoop. I'm so excited. And uh, she's got a 4.0 right now. So I'm. I didn't know I was uh, married to such a nerd. I didn't know I was married to such a brainiac. You know, Microsoft Word and <laughs> Grammarly has changed my life. So we have, in in the SMART acronym, we have specific, measurable, attainable, realistic. And then the last letter is T, timely. I say Beyonce said put a ring on it for a reason, right? Timelines are accountability markers. And I would rather miss the mark on something that I am trying to um, achieve or pursue than not aim for anything at all. And when it comes to college, I'm in this program where I should graduate in November of 2024. I hope that happens. But you know what? Life happens. And there may be something in the in-between where I have to take a break. And so as you sit down with your people and you go through these SMART acronyms, we're going to close by talking about kind of the different areas that we have kind of found a healthy rhythm of that kind of seem to pop up for everybody. But this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be life-giving. This is like you not trying to attain something like Justin said to prove your life to anybody. It's really about um, living your best life. It's not self-improvement. It's, it's living a life with no regrets because you gave it your all and you were intentional. One of the things that we started doing with our kids is we sat down and we said, okay, no matter what age, stage of life, obviously our kids are single at the time when we started this. This was 12 years ago. So they were, you know, 14, uh, 12 and, and eight at the oh. time. And, um, and so we said, hey, what are some goals that you have personally? Like what are some personal goals that you have? What are some spiritual goals? Think about your relationship with God this year. What are some relationship goals that you have with your relationship with God? What What are some uh, academic goals that you have? Uh, what are some family goals that we have together? Mm-hmm. And we started talking through um, these areas. And so 
what we're going to do um, at the end of this podcast, or actually you can go right now, but in the show notes, uh, there is a downloadable PDF. Trisha makes these sheets every year. She's given you uh, for free uh, several samples of what the sheets that we've used over the last couple of years to be able to walk yourself, to walk uh, you and your girlfriend or boyfriend, your spouse, uh, a family member, brother, sister, your kids through this opportunity to set goals in these different areas of your life. And so the first area that we want to talk about is this idea of personal goals. And personal goals, are, it's a its a sore subject for me because um, I, I became the butt of a joke uh, because I kept setting the personal goals I would not over even and over and up. over again. But we're getting real. But it was just a saying that Justin would be like, so we knew he had a goal of like eating better. And so he would say. No, my goal was to lose 40 pounds. Every year for the last eight years, my goal has been between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. I'm going to lose 40 pounds next year. So we'd get like halfway through the weekend and we would find ourselves at a restaurant and he'd be like, my diet starts. And then all of our kids in unison would go on Monday. And my diet did start on Monday. It just started every Monday. (laughs) And then it ended usually by Tuesday. But I had this goal every year to lose 40 pounds. And that was like my personal goal. And my kids started making fun of me. And one year, I don't know, it was like, you know, probably four or five years ago, Mike is like, dad, shouldn't you have lost like 160 pounds by now? (laughs) 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 I'm like, okay, you weigh about 160 pounds. I'm getting ready to lose you. Um, But yeah, so I, I think one of the things that I realized is in that personal goal is rather than looking at losing weight as the goal, what I needed to be more conscious of is weight was a um, symptom, right? So I was listening to this uh, podcast called How I Built This, and they were talking about talking with the founder of Noom, which is a weight loss app. And he said that uh, Yale University, I think it was, cited that losing weight is the hardest behavior, human behavior to, um, to generate or to correct. And I wish gaining weight was hard. It's actually True. very easy. True. But, and, and so I was, I was putting this weight loss goal down. Well, I was unhealthy. I was unhealthy emotionally. I was unhealthy, uh, in my, not in my, uh, physical health, my blood pressure was high. And so over the course of the last year, I set a goal of, I want to be emotionally healthy. And so I started going to counseling. I want to be spiritually healthy. And so I set a spiritual goal of reading through the Bible this last year. I, I want to be, um, mentally healthy. And I was on anxiety medicine and antidepressant medicine for a season as we went through some loss this year. And, and so I took a holistic approach to those personal goals and you know, what's, you know, what's going to happen. Nothing changes in the last 10 days. I'm actually going to go into this next year, have lost 40 pounds. So proud of you. Now here's what, here's what happened though. It took me getting to the heaviest I'd ever been before I hit rock bottom. And so one of the reasons why we want to encourage you to be proactive in this is we don't want the bottom to fall out of your marriage before you set marriage goals. We don't want you to file for bankruptcy before you set financial goals. We don't want you to get to a place of an emergency before you set health and, and fitness goals. And so what are some personal goals that you have? And, and here's something I wrote down um, today that I think is really important. Um, get an easy win. Yeah. Don't try to lose 40 pounds the first week of 2023. Right. Go walk for a mile the first week of 2020. Like, like get an easy win. Don't try. If you if you have three kids and you're struggling financially right now, don't set a goal for your marriage of a date night every week with a babysitter. 
right? Because that's going to cost you more money than you have. It's going to wreck your financial goals Mm -hmm. and it's going to set you up to be defeated because you're not going to hit it week two. Set a goal for one date night a month, right? And then after you hit that, it's going to give you momentum to carry as you pursue your spouse and uh, pursue a more healthy marriage. So get that win early. It reminds me, you know, what Dr. Henry Cloud said, you know, actions have results. And at some point you start to benefit, you start to reap the good benefits of healthy action. And the more that you date your spouse, the more you'll think about dating your spouse. Justin surprised me over the weekend with a simple like overnight trip. And it was so much fun but he knows my personality and he knows that like telling me the day of when I'm trying to do school and trying to do like all of these things is not good for me so he surprised me in a way that like it was a win-win for both of us but just that that simple act it was part of our personal goal our relationship goal is to just spend quality time together in a very specific way. So personal goals. The next one is spiritual goals. And I think the only one I will say about that is um, when we share our goals with one another, it is a sharing of holding space. Um, we never like say to our kids, well, that's a good one, but have you ever thought? Or God really wants more of you than, than what you're giving him. <laughs> yeah, we've got, you know, our, I say six kids because we have a daughter-in-law and I love her with all my heart, but um, they're all in different places spiritually. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have one child that I'm not even sure is a believer. Um, we have one child who is in deconstruction, you know, they're all over the place. But the fact that they feel comfortable to bring their authentic self of where they are in their spiritual walk, that is such a win. And because we've been invited into that part of the conversation, it allows the rest of the year for it to feel very normal and natural just to check in and just ask them how they're doing holistically. If you have trouble in your marriage or you have trouble with your kids talking about spiritual things, this is a great way to connect. Right. Like the, the, one of the most vulnerable conversations you can have with your spouse is what are your goals spiritually this year? Because your, your spouse is going to give you an insight into where they are in their relationship with God. And it, one of the things that we ask one another at the end of the year is on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your relationship with God these days? Mm-hmm. And it just gives us a real time update. And I don't say, well, Trish, you're only a nine. Well, I'm a ten point five. <laughs> no, that's not that's not the point. The point is to know where the people in your family are so that you can encourage them and come alongside them to help them uh, achieve some of the goals that they have. Uh, relationship and marital goals uh, is another one. And I, I kind of touched on this earlier, it, you know, not doing anything isn't going to change anything. Yeah. And so maybe in your marriage, you don't need to fix your, all of your marriage in the first month of the year. Maybe it's just taking one aspect of your marriage relationship and saying, okay, let's just tweak this or let's just focus on this. Let's, let's connect 15 minutes, uh, three nights a week this, this next week, right? That's a, that's a win. So Mm -hmm. set those marital goals. Uh, if you have uh, kids, academic goals are huge, um, fitness goals, there's vocational goals. And the the last one that we're going to talk about and leave you with is financial goals. And one of the biggest things that we've seen in our marriage relationship (laughs) when it comes to financial goals is we've been all over the map, Mm -hmm. right? We've been on different pages. There's been 
most couples fight about money. Uh, Trish and I can attest to that. That was one of the, the major, one of the most major fights of our marriage has always been about money. Mm-hmm. And we really bottomed out in the, like 2010 when it came to finances because we were not setting financial goals and we were not on the same page. And Trish got served papers from a sheriff in Tennessee because I hadn't paid a credit card bill and we were being sued by Citibank. And it was just this wake up call of, oh my gosh, like we are a mess in this area. And so she signed us up for Financial Peace University. And uh, and that was real, real fun uh, because I got, you know, told that I was signed up for this. And it, I felt super embarrassed and then super um, grateful at the same time because it gave us an opportunity uh, to watch some DVDs of Dave Ramsey and be in a, another small group. And we learned that we're not alone and we're not crazy and we're our mess ups don't define us. And over the course of that year, we were able to pay off, I don't know, $48,000 of credit card debt. And it was just this, it was this, the power of synergy when it comes to creating goals. And one of the things that we, we did early on when we started creating financial goals is we would say, okay, what do we want to make financially this year? I think this is the first or second year that we were doing this. And Trisha said, what if we switch it up? And what if we stop asking how much money do we want to make this year? And we start asking, how much money do we want to give this year? And it was just a really amazing like, change of perspective. And so generosity became the focus of our financial goals, uh, not acquisition. It wasn't about how much we could acquire. It was how much can we give. And I will say this. It was super formative for our kids because I would, in all, all three of our kids, our, our older kids, are very generous in their own way. Some are generous with money. Some are generous with their time. Um, but it, I think it goes back to us being intentional and in setting those financial goals. And so as we end this podcast, we just hope that you feel inspired and encouraged. Just start somewhere and have fun. Like, that's the whole point. When you see um, in the podcast notes, there's a link for these little, you know, power sheets, if you want to call them. Like, couple of them like one has a superhero dude on it the other one has a unicorn uh for your kids and it just has those three questions and so it's worth asking your five-year-old or if you're like (laughs) all about that unicorn life as an adult I'm totally fine with that as well but I think it should be inspiring it should be encouraging um this is something that you get to do and so we just hope that as you begin to be smart with your goals going into 2023 that it's not about you um, creating a resolution that just feels like you're going to fail in, but it's really a decision to have an increment life change. Um, when I went to a place called Onsite, they, they have this saying about um, two degrees, that just a two degree difference can make all the difference. And so maybe that's your goal in going into 2023. It's just to make that two degree shift and just see how God begins to show up just as you intentionally invite him and get intentional about just what God has for you in this next year. So in order to help you do that, we want to invite you to join us on Monday, January the 9th. We're going to have our third masterclass and it's all about finances. Couples fight more about money than anything else. And so we want to help you start out 2023 in a healthy place financially. And so we're going to spend about 45 minutes sharing new content with you, giving you practical tools and encouragement, no matter what your finances look like, if they're, if you're crushing it, or if you're, you know, really struggling right now, we want to provide practical help for you. So join us 
you can go to refineus.org slash masterclass and join us for free. And uh, we'll see you on January the 9th. Thank you guys so much for making season one of the Let's Get Real podcast so fun. And we'll see you in 2023.